0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, and I am so excited to bring to you today a friend of mine. He's been on here before. We talked about covenants, and a a lot of you guys uh, signed up for some of his programs, and after that, and because he's a master at discussing the topic of covenants, biblical covenants, and it was amazing. Always love uh, speaking with my friend Dean Briggs, and I bring him up in a minute. But I just want to say also, it was so good the last few weeks of, of uh, I think two weeks ago I spoke on what you see really matters, and then last week is uh, was vision in uh, victory in your vision. And this week, I want to be hitting the topic of visualizing your victory. And just getting back to the deep things, like Paul the Apostle said, God forbid that I preach anything less than Jesus Christ in him crucified. So, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about the deep things. The gospel is the deep things. The gospel is all about uh, everything that you will ever need. There's the, there's the truth that we received when we got born again it's the spirit of truth is uh, the spirit of reconciliation, the spirit of revelation, the spirit of restitution, the spirit of righteousness. We receive so much because of what Jesus did for us. And so our job this week is for you to visualize your victory in Christ Jesus. And I'm just going to read. Uh, I'm going to start off here but and read you a couple of scriptures that I just absolutely Love, and they're found in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, come on now, when you see behold, you got to pay attention. Behold, all things have become n- brand new. Everything has become brand new. You are brand new, and you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, and you need to see this. You need to hear this. You need to be able to perceive this, because this in this lies your victory. So anyway, uh, I just want to bring on my guest right now. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to to the podcast and the broadcast, Uh, Pastor Brother Dean Briggs. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey, Barry. Good to be with you again. Oh, always we have a lot of fun you. when we do this.
0: I uh, I really love it. I love you, bro. And I so appreciate um, the mind of Christ that you have dug out because you just simply would not receive anything but the fullness of God. I believe, Dean, that you've, woke, you've awakened into your dream. There's a different thing than being woke. It's being awakened. And I believe that, Dean, you have awakened to some some powerful revelations that I believe that you have dug up out of the valley of the shadows of death and, and different other places. And, you know, life is not always the simplest and the easiest, but life should be robust and we should be able to find treasures even in those darkest hours at the darkest moments but anyway just in case people have not uh heard of you before dean or been in one of your meetings uh, just tell them a wee bit about yourself again just to reintroduce you, you uh yourself sure. to, the, to the people
1: sure first of all it's confession time i'm still finagling with some new settings in my studio and so i'm a little darker than no, i great. Uh, i'm meaning to be but uh yeah. I'll, I'll keep working on it. And, and when I get it fixed, Barry, you'll have to have me on again. So I yes. can actually, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, Deal. no, I, yeah. I, I planted and pastored a church for many years. Um, uh, lost my wife to breast cancer, uh, almost 20 years ago. Uh, the Lord out of that brought me a beautiful, fiery redheaded widow. She had four kids. I had four kids together. We have eight, uh, mm-hmm. our sixth, uh, we have seven boys, one girl, our sixth child, uh, sixth marriage. Our youngest is getting married. He'll be the sixth to get married. Uh, six grandkids so far and about wow. another three in the works. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and anyway, it's, it's, it's a full, rich life. And I just love, you know, uh, the way the Lord brings beauty out of ashes and redeems yeah. us in our pain and sorrow. And so we keep pressing on. Uh, to know Him, that was the, the life verse. My dad's passion for Philippians three: that I may know Him. Yeah, the fellowship of His suffering, uh, be made conformable to His death, pressing on to the mark of the high call of God, the fullness of Christ. Wow. That uh, he he taught me the love of that verse and that life, and uh, so that's where we are. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing together, Barry.
0: Yeah, I tell you, there, Dean, we're not dictated by the circumstantial evidence in the temporary realm, right? And, and I think that's been a part of your life as well, is that you're not going to receive your cues. You're not going defi- to be defined or denied by, by what we go through. So before we even get on to our topic today, how do you just, I mean, since we're here, how do you uh, overcome? How do you be that overcomer that God calls us? when we don't feel like we're overcoming, like we're not, not seeing what we believed we would see that our expected outcome is not necessarily the, what we thought would be the best. And, and so how do you persevere? Could you just, for our listeners and our viewers today, is there any way you could just maybe just highlight a little bit of, yeah, of snapshot Barry? that, yeah. it's, it,
1: you know, to me, Barry, it is one of the great, uh, the greatest and most challenging attributes to develop is perseverance.
0: Wow. And actually
1: I don't feel like I've, I, I've succeeded at a lot. I feel like I've failed more than I've succeeded, but uh, the one thing that I have, whether it's a stubborn streak or the grace of God, or somehow the combination of both, I just refuse to lay down and die. I, I just believe that, There is grace in the moment I'm in and grace for the next moment. And um, I I really do believe that the Lord is in our persevering failures probably more than our uh, superficially realized success. I, I, I really believe that he's down in the dirt with us And so, having a right knowledge of God, this is part of what's going to probably lead into what we're going to talk about. There is so, within Christianity, there is so much false knowledge of God. Right. And the false knowledge of God persuades us that God is angry, that he's opposed to us, that when we fail or even sin, that he's disgusted, turns away, and expects some sort of Ritual, religious hoop jumping to somehow get him to like us again. Right. And the net effect of that on the human soul is to withdraw and perseverance shrivels Mm -hmm. in the distance of our heart when we feel like God views us that way. Why would I persevere? Because if I persevere, uh, which many do, they'll persevere through that legalistic burden and bondage only Mm -hmm to fail again or sin again or be frustrated again or circumstantially broken again. And then they have to start that whole cycle over of mustering up the courage to go on and persevere against this enormous weight of the conviction that God doesn't like us and is actually against us. And so we got to get our account settled first. We got to get our paradigm right. We got to see the father and know the father as Jesus taught us to know him. Yeah, And out of that, there is a lot of dust that settles, a lot of vision mm. that we gain, yeah. and a lot of perspective yeah. from which perseverance can emerge because we actually are confident he's with us, he's for us, and uh, he's undergirding us in our, in our difficult moments.
0: Yeah, I have this statement that it's literally liberated people all over the world. And that is, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on my worst day. I've had people connect with me and say, Barry, when you said that, something clicked, something uh, metamorphosed in my life, something was changed, something was broken off of my life. When, when I got, it, it was like a revelation. It's the apocalypto, the revealing of what was always there. And that is our victory in him because everybody and, and people, you got to hear what I'm about to say, not what I'm not saying. And I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, everybody on the planet, when, when Jesus got, when Jesus paid the price for our total redemption. When he said, it is finished, he cried out, lama lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And then he gave up the spirit, gave up the ghost. Everyone on the planet was saved, healed, and delivered. Now there must be a revelation. Now there must be an appropriation of the revelation to see the manifestation. And so this is what Dean Briggs and I are on here today is to give us a better perspective. Dean, when, when uh, the COVID pandemic started, uh, I, asked, I went right before the Lord and I, and I said, I said, Lord, I cannot have a knee-jerk reaction to what's going on. I need a better word. What is a better word than what is going on? I refuse to prophesy out of my soul. I refuse to prophesy uh, according to what the news networks are saying. What's the better word? And he said to me, come up here. And sit down beside the mercy seat, the place where my son sprinkled his blood. And his blood speaks a better sacrifice. I tell you, we must have a better word for the world. I preached on Sunday and I said, you need to get the L out of the world. And then you'll get the word of God. When- <laughs> we That's need. Awesome. <laughs> i tell you there we really need to stop being let me just read a scripture here actually to you guys yeah. I pulled it up here um because it's the scriptures that i'm i'm using in this season a lot i feel that these are scriptures that god has for us and it's found in uh colossians chapter two verse eight and i'm going to read it in the in that um uh, the passion translation uh, Bishop Garlington says, when anybody gets saved, they say, go buy yourself the Passion Translation. So that's a pretty good uh, recommendation. Uh, Bishop Garlington says that. So anyway, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they are filled with endless arguments of human logic for they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truths of the anointed word. We are being captured. Our imaginations are being captured in this season of our lives. And the enemy is after this land called image nation. The enemy is trying to capture your thoughts. He's trying to... Uh, illuminate to your eyes and amplify to your ears what you're going through. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are re- refocusing your gaze on the things that are above where you are seated. We we need to, we need to fix our eyes and fix our attention, fix our heart on the things that are above in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Yeah.
1: So good. I, uh, I think of in this conversation, Barry. I think yeah. of uh, Ephesians one eighteen, the great apostolic prayer of Paul, right. that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. That's good. And uh, I know you call yourself a hopium dealer, right? Yes, I am. But the the reason that the eyes of our heart have to be enlightened is so that we can know yeah. first keyword, yeah, the hope. Yeah, second key. Of our calling, third. so th- this th- this cascade of revelation,
0: mm-hmm. when
1: the eyes of our heart, yeah, there is a a, a perceptive organ in our heart. Right. We know how our eyes see, but Paul says these aren't the eyes I'm talking about, right? The eyes of your heart have to perceive the hope of your calling. and and to to perceive the hope of your calling, the eyes of your heart have to be enlightened well that that word enlightened comes from the greek word photizo right which is the the idea of a photon uh, uh, the uh, you know the 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 smallest kind of molecular quality of light if you will a photon that produces light photizo in the greek of course we get our word photograph from this right and so if our heart is darkened, and this goes back to what I was saying, the false knowledge of God. If our heart is darkened, it's interesting. God made humanity as the tabernacle of his presence. You and I are God not. made not
0: humanity. The tabernacle, the tabernacle of his of presence. Of his presence.
1: So yeah. anything we read in the Old Testament about the tabernacle of Moses is really pointing to the construction of a human, the outer court, the body, the inner court, the soul, the holy of holies, the spirit. And, and so all of the dynamics, the implements, The t- it wasn't just a place for Israel to encounter God. It was Israel was given a prototype by which through the new covenant work of Christ, we could all encounter God. It's why the veil tore when Christ died. It, that access is now granted. but here's the point as it relates to Ephesians 1:18. If uh, until we come to Christ, until we are reborn, we exist in darkness. And when we are reborn, God throws on the light, but we our spirit becomes alive in him. but there is a ongoing process of continual revelation and light because all of us, whether by our upbringing, pain, trauma, sinful choices, issues, problems, generational inheritance, this, that, and the other, we all carry still bad photographs. If you just think of some of those Polaroids, you know, that you're kind of looking at it and you think, what is that? Well, for our heart to be enlightened, Fotizo, the photographs of our soul, many of them lack clarity of who God really is. Mm -hmm. Even though our spirit has come alive, we all still carry bad photographs. And so if we're going to know the hope of our calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in us, we need better photographs. Mm -hmm. We need new photographs. We need the eyes of our heart to be enlightened. And in the tabernacle, there were no windows. There was no outside source of illumination. Mm-hmm. The only source was the seven branched candlestick that points to the sevenfold spirit of God at work within us. There is a work of the spirit, it's complete, it's sufficient. We don't need all the external sources that we go to. He is doing a work within us from the inside out to bring revelation and illumination and change our photos of Him.
0: Wow so so the process of, of of upgrading from a polaroid to a high def camera <laughs> and getting a right. proper vision Th- this is what we're dealing with we need a proper vision we need we need a, 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 our ears to be unplugged we we need our our, our minds renewed by the washing of the water of the word so we can perceive properly so going forward um, how do we Visualize. How do we, you know, even the optic uh, center in our brain? How do we just groove the gray matter in in such a way that we are able to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? See, I, I think that there are so much resources that we're missing. There, there are so many answers and solutions that that seemingly pass us by. You know, I, several years ago, I the Lord said to me he says get a piece of paper and a a pencil and and i said will my ipad do he said paper and pencil i said yes sir and he says he said write this down and i said okay he says i have more resources available in two in two days if people could just look around and see in two days in two days they would it would take them a lifetime to harvest what I provided for people in just two days. I don't know why he said two days, not one day, not a week, but he said two days. And he said, if I could just get my people to open up their eyes to see the goodness of the Lord that I have placed there on the pathway. And you know, is it, 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 the truth of the matter is that um, many people aren't on the pathway? Are, are many people just missing the mark slightly? Are they a, a degree off? Uh, is it or is it not that uh, specific? What, what's your thoughts on that, Dean? How How do we um, How do we tap into all of the amazing, excellent, eternal, beyond all that we could ever ask or think resources that are available to us so that we don't have yeah. to, like Catherine Kuhlman says, you don't have to go down and defeat not one single day. How do we visualize that victory? How do we? Add- Very, I see. Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 and and how do we appropriate it? right So yeah. anyway, go ahead, let's start with the visualization or wherever you want to go.
1: I, I think the uh, because we have the enemy has done such a number from the very beginning, but increasingly in the last 50 years, right has done such a number, to reprioritize the order of existence. In other words, we live from our body to our spirit rather than from our spirit to our body. Right. Uh, we are meant to live from our spirit, yeah. governing our soul, and then living with health in our body. And instead, all of the sensory uh, stimulations, the, 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 the world system is constantly stimulating the flesh the body physically, and the carnal appetites so that all of our data points are the exact opposite of what they should be. We live from the outside in instead of from the inside out. And as a result, certain things that should be normal to the spiritual man seem foreign and difficult. Uh, and, And that's what Catherine Kuhlman was alluding to. There is a reality in which Goliath really does look small and conquerable. Right. Uh, There is a reality in which demons are easily cast out. There is a reality in which victory over sin is not watered down to the idea of abstinence, but a true reorientation of our affections and priorities so that we live in victory, not secretly resisting and sweating bullets to, when temptation comes, mm. but our actual preferences have been so changed it has no ability to attract us to begin with. There really is a victorious life like that. But we've veered so far away from the disciplines that nurture that and from the value system in the church itself, our discipleship models, we want and prefer the certainty of a rule book, Mm -hmm. To the mystery of a Holy Spirit. And so we're trained to obey rules rather than the voice of the Lord. And and we, uh, you know, I was thinking about this, Barry. uh, Forgive me if I'm I'm veering off here. That's okay. Uh, I I was just reading today, Jesus at the, um, uh, right at the beginning of Mark, uh, at, at his baptism. It says, the heavens were torn open. Mm. And a voice spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But when you cross reference that with Luke and John and these other things, you see, nobody else knew what that was. So there is, there's, there's three times that a voice spoke. Uh, it spoke at Jesus's baptism. It spoke at his transfiguration and it spoke when he was uh, entering the triumphal entry in the passion week. And, and so, What only he heard and discerned, and nobody else did. Mm -hmm. Um, later we see two contrasting points. This occurred to me just today the disciples at the transfiguration, those three guys, they heard a voice out of heaven, but they heard and understood, right? Meanwhile, at the triumphal entry, the crowds heard. Jesus heard the voice say, I I have glorified your name and will glorify it. But it says the crowd said it thundered. Right. And what occurred to me was Jesus, as the prototype son, perfectly heard his father. Mm -hmm. He heard what he needed to hear. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He hadn't done a single work, a single glorious act. He wasn't uh, working to earn the love of the father. He received the love of the Father, and from that went out. But it all came out of that revelation, true knowledge of his father, clarity of hearing, the prototype pattern son in full fellowship that is our inheritance as human humans. But then the other two times you see the difference. Three of the disciples had walked intimately with him. Right. And right. so they had gained the ability to also hear that voice clearly. The crowds had loose proximity. They had been around him enough that they weren't dull as everyone was at his baptism. There, Jesus was the only one that heard accurately. Mm -hmm. But the disciples had grown to hear him accurately. And the crowd had grown enough that they said, well, it thundered. Mm -hmm. They still didn't hear as clear as the disciples, but they heard better than they had at the beginning. And we see the spectrum then. Out of our fellowship with Jesus, His Spirit working within us, we can grow to hear the voice of the Father. Revelation is an active, dynamic work within us. We aren't in that tabernacle model. The illumination of the the sevenfold Spirit of God within us is a better source than CBC, CNN. It's a better source than, than you said when COVID hit. He called you to his right hand yeah. and said, there's a better word. Yeah, And, and, and it's, it's that, that intimate flow of divine revelation that tunes our soul to hear more and to hear more and to hear more. At the end of three and a half years, the three of those disciples were hearing very clearly. At the end of three and a half years, the crowd wasn't hearing clearly, but they were hearing better than right. they had to begin with. This should give all of us hope. When we hear clearly, we see clearly. When we see clearly, we realize that the the issues that seem so dominant in our lives are brought into perspective in
0: light of His glorious grace. Just before He was baptized, where He heard the Father say, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. And then some people thought there was thundering, and uh, some people thought it was an angel, but He heard clearly. So, you know, um, the Scripture where there's um, blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus positioned himself out of hearing. So to see better, to see clearer, you got to position yourself to behold the lamb. Even though you can't see, like even like Zacchaeus who positioned himself to see the lamb, to see the Lord Jesus Christ, behold the lamb. Like, like John the Baptist said, he said, behold the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Then in John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. So for us to behold him, we have to position ourselves to hear him. So when blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, son of the marginalized one, positioned himself in Jericho, the place of crying out. And he positioned himself there because he knew Jesus was coming. I believe that many people here today, uh, Dean, are positioned themselves on purpose and their hearing is getting cleared because faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the preach proclaim word of god that we preach and so that goes back to romans 10 8 you know so and i'm going to get you to just uh, kind of illuminate that in a minute but but here we are blind blind bartimaeus uh, son of timaeus son of the marginalized one positioned himself in the place of crying out cries out doesn't stop crying out so there i I said this on sunday as well i said if the enemy can't keep you silent he can't keep you shackled your voice determines your hearing your hearing determines your sight and your sight gets you to possess everything because if you can see it you can have it come on now come on so he didn't stop crying out he positioned himself Ladies and gentlemen, you position yourself here today, and I decree and declare an opening of your ears, an opening of your eyesight, a clearing of your hearing. So fa- I just decree and declare, faith is increasing in your life today, Amen. in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah. You you want
1: to save the you want to save the dream story for the next episode, Barry?
0: I don't know. We've got about. uh we could take like five or six minutes now. Do you think you can do it in that time or should we do it next podcast?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, it's whatever you prefer.
0: It. Let's go. I'll pick up from here next, next episode.
1: Within the last couple of weeks, I had this dream where uh, I've never had a dream with Kenneth Copeland. And immediately I knew uh, in the dream what he stood for. But in this dream, there was a large gathering of prayer uh, and Kenneth Copeland, the scene repeated itself basically three times, but each time, you know, it added uh, a little bit more, so that by the third time, I knew what all three had been about, but it's like I knew it with each one already. And, and just a little dream interpretation note, if, if you have a dream more than once,
0: mm. or the
1: same events repeat themselves in the same dream, that's often the Lord emphasizing the witness of two or three to emphasize, really pay attention to this. This is established. This is sure. Behold, right? Yeah. And so in the dream, I was doing other things, but Kenneth Copeland, I, I, I could like see him elsewhere in my dream telling his assistant, I've got to reach Dean Briggs. You've got to get Dean Briggs on the phone. Wow. Then you know, other stuff is happening, and 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 I see it again. I've got I've got a message for Dean. You've got to get Dean. By the third time, and I knew what the message was in each of those, but he hadn't told it to me yet. And by the third time, it's this massive gathering of prayer, and and Kenneth Copeland is preaching, but he stops in the middle of it and turns to me, hmm. and and he says, "Dean, all of the dreams are true. All of the dreams are true, Dean." And 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 then I see as. You know, imagine a 15-foot ceiling in a house. I as soon as he says that, I see this giant, muscular, healthy, strong, pounding human heart. Boom boom. Bo boom. Mm. But it's just pounding human wow. heart. Wow. And I wake up and I know, I know that Kenneth Copeland represents the word of faith. Right. Now, whatever you think about excesses of the movement, or this, that, or the other, the Word of Faith has restored something vital to the body of Christ. That the Word is powerful, yes, living and yes. active, yes, and that it works within us to sever, to d- divide between soul and spirit. Mm-hmm. And Romans ten eight that that Word is near to us mm. in our mouth and in our heart. What is that word? The word of faith that we confess. That we preach. And so there is a dynamic act of confession, and I think that's the the in-out flex of the heart. Mm. It is promises, the big promises of God, his, His cosmic eternal promises in history, the promises of the word, that eternal dream of God, if you will, full fellowship with man, man fully restored but it's also the dreams he gives us i mm-hmm. knew the lord was calling me to return to personal dreams he's given me it's dreams for my life that he's given in the night it's promises in the word it's promises for history itself and it's not just the 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 flex of the heart inward it's the confession outward right it's that action it's the word of faith that is near to us in our heart and out of our mouth, the word that we confess. Wow. Boom, boom. And Barry, it's right where you began. It's yeah. about the blood. None of these promises mean anything mm. if it's not for the finished work of Christ Absolutely. on the cross. Yeah. It is the blood that speaks mm. the better word that yeah. secures the promises if I have to secure the promises, I have no hope, but if I can believe and confess in something that has already been accomplished, I can enter into new dimensions of life. And Kenneth Copeland was saying the word of faith, it's all true. Dean believe it all not believe 99% of it, believe it all. And for it to be Kenneth means I've got to, I've got to not just believe I've got to confess that.
0: Yeah. There when we got sent into this realm, we got sent into this realm with more resources than we could use in 10 lifetimes, 10,000 lifetimes. matter of fact, Romans five two says, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, and it's the glory of the king to dig out that matter. Now, that, that word in Hebrew, matter, is the Hebrew word dabar, which is spelled D-V-A-R, but pronounced dabar, and it means spoken word. It's the glory of God to conceal a spoken word in the vessel that he sends from his heart to be implanted in the womb of your heart Wait, wait, wait.
1: say that again, Barry. The, which word
0: is Dabar? Dabar is the Hebrew word that means spoken word.
1: I know, it's but the, in that verse, yeah. it's the glory of God to conceal, conceal a matter? You know, is matter?
0: The, matter is the, the word debar which means wow. spoken word. It, it, God's glory sent you into this realm with with these weapons of mass destruction, these weapons of uh, and, and these these words of life that you need to dig them out. It's the glory, it's your glory. This is your glory is digging out the spoken word. And when you de- when you decree and declare the word that you have came into this realm, see everybody, you're a message. you're a frequency of messages with a message and there's a specific message that every one of us have that we need to decree and declare into this realm. I don't preach a sermon, I only preach my message. People wonder why I, you know, there the power of God is demonstrating all these kind of different things. Well, it's several different things that go into the into the uh, manifestation of that, but one is I stay in my lane and I preach my message. And so I just there you are a message. So there are all these amazing words of faith words of healing words of deliverance words of strength and foundation and all these different words that you need to be pronouncing into this realm there nobody is saved unless a preacher is sent what does a preacher do he makes declarations so it's all about the word of faith in which we preach the spirit of the sovereign lord is upon me for he has anointed me to preach i just i want you to say that say i am anointed to preach Come on, Dave, say that for everybody here. I am
1: anointed to preach. I I am an,
0: we are anointed to decree and declare. We create just like God does. But you got to see these things, right? You got to see, you got to hear so well. Get the hearing to clear. Get, you need your ears cleared by the preaching of the, of the, of the word of God. Faith comes, Romans 10, 17 says faith comes. If faith can come, faith can go. Faith comes by hearing. Faith does not coming by what you've heard. So you need to be constantly uh, in the word, receiving the word, so that your faith can be continually increased. And then you have cleared hearing. And then if you have cleared hearing, you can get to the place where you can see him. And if you can see him, you can have him. You know, Barry, I
1: I just feel prompted to even mention this two things uh, uh, right there. I have a, I've made this a practice throughout my life, but I'm kind of returning to it. And I want to, I've, I've got a resource I want to make available Absolutely. where I do about 30 or 45 minutes of just confessions of the truth of the word mm. and it's paced so that people can listen. And I'll say a, a, a truth based on a verse and they say it, say it out loud. Wow. Do, do wow. this. If, if, if people will get this resource, and do 15 minutes a day uh, it's or 45 minutes a day, do the whole thing yeah. for 30 days, Wow! it will transform their mind because it's taking the word and confessing it. And it's an act of faith to confess it, and it stirs faith to confess it. And so the next time you confess it, you confess it with more faith. And that is that process of revelation. It's tending the the the, the the lamp trimming the lamp of the illuminating power of the Word of God. Oh, wow, uh, the eyes of our spirit being enlightened. Uh, that, that link you have for for me, uh, go.deanbriggs.com slash sign up. You wouldn't mind putting that up. If people will sign up, they'll yep. immediately up get
0: yep. a
1: variety uh, when they sign up, they'll immediately get a variety of uh, free resources. I've been doing a series called Ecclesia Nation. And they'll immediately get a number of free resources related to training about the Ecclesia. But I am uh, shortly, just, I I just feel prompted. Everyone who's on my mailing list, I'm going to send this resource uh, within the next few days. Uh, And it is a confessional tool. And if people will do it for 30 days, they will be amazed at the Mm -hmm. breakthrough. But what, what you just said that set people free, Barry, I challenge people similarly the moment you fail and you are wallowing in your shame, instead, get up, look in the mirror and declare, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. It, is, it, it breaks the shame yeah. and allows you to bring the shame of the sin under the work that has already answered it already. and settled it rather than wallowing in it and making you more susceptible. You have to understand that you are the righteousness of Christ, not because of your righteousness, no, but because of his. Yeah. And the confession of that at your weakest moment is one of the most powerful, counter revolutionary, counter intuitive, <laughs> spiritually powerful uh, antidotes to the venom of the enemy you can do.
0: It's so powerful! Wow, so go dot deanbriggs backslash sign up for my people listening uh, on our podcast for those watching by YouTube you can see it on your TV or your your PDA or however you are watching this but uh, Dean how can people sow into your ministry do they go to your uh, website how 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 do they do that
1: Barry you're always so faithful to bring this up and I'm so bad at it they can they can do PayPal uh, paypal dot uh, uh, i don't even remember <laughs> <laughs> can paypal.me i think it's paypal.me slash dean briggs ministries i can't remember if it's paypal.com or me but i think it's paypal.me slash
0: dean briggs ministries can they go here and give uh, deanbriggs.com you know what if you didn't catch that you can go to deanbriggs.com you you can can you write an email there? Or actually we can go to dean uh, at deanbriggs.com. Write him an email. Uh, say, how can I, I love you, Barry? I gotta get better how at this. I, how can I give you my million dollars that I've been trying to hunt you down with anyway? <laughs> uh, we love you, Dean. Uh, Thank you so much for being on today. And the good news is we're gonna be able to hit some more of this. If this has been uh, illuminating to you, if you've received revelation today, um, that's our, our hope that you'd have a better vision of your God, because it's, it, it, you need to know it. Three things that make you very, very successful in life is to know who you are, who you are, and to whom you're called. You, it, it starts with belonging. You know, you need to belong before you can believe, before you can become. And so do you need to know that you're, you're part of the beloved and that um, you're accepted in the beloved, that, you, that, you know, shame pushes you away from the throne Conviction draws you closer. Let Holy Spirit convict you at those moments and let him draw you closer to Papa. because you, you you, even on your worst day, he's still smiling on you, loving on you. Like it was your best day. I I confess every night before I go to bed, several different things. But one of my confessions is that I am his most favored child. And uh, it would, it would bode well for you to shift the way you talk because your talk, will create your positioning so that you can hear and see the kingdom of God manifested. It's time for you to see the kingdom of God manifested in your life. It's time that you see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living because you don't need pie in the sky you need steak in the nasty now make that a medium rare for me anyway uh till next week dean bless you bless everyone that is watching once again if you want to any more resources from wake up into your dream and from berry miracle you can go to um barrymiracle.ca. you can ke- get caught up on social media stuff at berry miracle just at berry miracle and uh love you guys until next week this is Barry miracle signing off bye for now Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us then. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.